You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Hello, Glass Cannon Nation. Welcome back to the Game Garage, a show I host from my actual garage. This is a show where we play tabletop role-playing games with some of our favorite people. This week uh, and the previous weeks, we are playing GURPS, the very crunchy and uh, you-can-do-anything game from Steve Jackson Games, and uh, with me, as I've had the two previous sessions, I have the incredible publisher of Paizo, Mr. Eric Mona. That's me. Hi. Hi. I've got my best pal, who lives five minutes from me. Uh, Our children play together. He's also a talented producer, Mr. Clinton Trucks. Hey, everybody. And I have uh, who the man who is commonly known as the baby face of the glass cannon, <laughs> Mr. Matthew Capadacasa. Hello. Hello. So, uh, I haven't bathed in three days to kind of get in the mood for our mm. game, which is set in the 14th century in medieval England. How is everybody else doing on hygiene this morning? I, mean, I haven't bathed, but not baseball. for those reasons. Yeah. Same. You haven't bathed in order, yeah, for not, well, you're a father, so uh, it makes sense that you haven't bathed. You haven't had a moment. What were you saying, Clint? I was going to say, if we're setting a three-day base level, I think my hygiene is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like an aristocrat. I had a shower yesterday, so. Uh. Same. <laughs> um, wait, I want to know. So my wife, like, doesn't, I hope she doesn't get mad at me for revealing this. She just doesn't shower every day, and I usually shower every day like i feel like it's like a necessity uh, i mean yeah, you have how to do people feel about your, that you're a fluvia you have to you know i, I love how you put that you have to slough off your effluvia that's a beautiful holes word holes, but i think effluvia is probably the better choice better yeah can we make a note uh to use that for a future t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> Slough off your effluvia with the glass cannon. <laughs> exactly. Before before the pandemic, I was I, every day. You got to shower every single day, but mm, oh, it's yeah. a little different now. There's things I said I'd never do that I now do regularly, like wear sweatpants. You know, like yeah. we're all opening new doors during the pandemic. I think. Right, we're learning about ourselves mm. and uh, what we're willing to put up with. I think right. in so many ways. Now, uh, I will say I, I have done research. You know, our game is uh, realistic, as realistic as we can make it. I want to remind everybody that we are not historians or anthropological scientists. Some of the things that we say in this game, even though it's about history and we're trying to be realistic, might be inaccurate. So that's our caveat. But I have done some research, so I found out that uh, medieval people washed maybe a little bit more regularly than you think. Like, I guess maybe the myth is that they just never washed at all, which I don't think would be humanly possible. Like, at a certain point, your effluvia would hit 
max levels and you just would people wouldn't be able to see your face so it looks like they would wash off in a stream or some of them actually had people don't know this some of them actually had running water in their in their houses if they lived in the city um, they had actual like spigots coming into their houses so they would wash off you know maybe like once a week or something like that which is more than i thought that they did me too i i i, I I hesitate to digress, but this is so fresh in my mind. Yes. Have you guys been watching the television show Alone? Are you familiar with it? No. Clint, you're a huge drop- fan of Alone. I love Alone. Guys, I love the show Alone. Where they, they just drop people off in the middle of, like, like far Canada, and they make them live alone for, like, a hundred days. And it's fascinating to watch. I feel like However, I've heard of Naked and Alone. Is this a no, spinoff naked that and they afraid. have clothes on? Naked and afraid. Oh, naked and afraid. Oh, of course. Naked and afraid brings its own dangers, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they have, Your they have genitals everything. are in huge danger in naked and afraid. I, right. I only bring this up because on the recent season of Alone, there is one man who clearly just decided to never wash anything ever. And he is so dirty. And I met because he's alone, I bet he thinks all the other contestants are as dirty as he is. <laughs> But they all clearly are going in the lake and cleaning themselves. And he gets so increasingly fucking filthy. It's bonkers. He needs to slough off his effluvia, man. He really does. <laughs> um, that's going to be really embarrassing for him when all the episodes come as comes out. And he's like, wait, it's, everybody else was washing? It's ah! exactly what I thought. No, I, and it, I mean, like that kind of stink. A hundred days, if you're, you're not bathing. Like It's going to take... <coughs> quite a few oh. showers and quite a few like scourings of your skin to actually not smell anymore. When they finally give up and they get picked up by a helicopter or speedboat to take them back to civilization. All I can think is the people have to share the cabin of that fucking helicopter. <laughs> I'm going for the open top speedboat over the uh, yeah, enclosed helicopter. There's literally no escape. You can at least jump <laughs> into the river or something. If it gets too bad and you're in the boat, I mean, there Big was like a- alone guys. There was a period of time during the early pandemic days where, like, I, I, I ran out of deodorant and, like, you couldn't get my deodorant. Like, it was, you know, it was supply chain, whatever. And I didn't have deodorant. And I was like, well, no one's no one's smelling me. But by, and then, like, I finally oh, got yeah. some new deodorant. And it took a while to make sure, like, not to get too personal, but to, before I smelled like myself again. So uh, reset well, your system. Yeah. Hygiene is an important question. Um, our, our game is set in a realistic uh, 14th century, and it's been inspired or sort of informed by different books that I've read, such as this one, In the Wake of the Plague by Norman uh, Cantor. So, uh, you know, uh, hygiene might come into play. I do want to say it's been really interesting just in the first two episodes that we did because, you know, in other role-playing games, you sort of are heroic and you sort of have a victory condition for your party that you can sort of uh, achieve. You know, you can get the dragon's treasure. You can solve the Cthulhu mystery. You might go insane, but you can solve what's going on. Whereas in this game we're playing, it's a little bit more like real life where you're just a human and then horrible shit happens to you and you either survive it or you don't. But I've been really impressed by how you guys have kind of turned it into a story that you can win. So, <laughs> uh, Well, the um, inexorable march of time is making it much more difficult. Because if we're diving in, I will tell you that I think I have the only character who had to make aging roles for this particular session. Yes. Clinton Trucks, you were playing Tall Robert. 
Tall Robert started as a field hand for our family. How is Tall Robert doing 10 years later since the uh, French invasion, which he survived? Poorly is the answer. (laughs) I I don't know what his circumstances have been, but the years have weighed heavy on Tall Robert. Uh, He is now 55, and uh, using GURPS aging rules, he had to begin making aging rolls at age 50. So I made five years of aging rolls, and his stats took a precipitous hit. (laughs) Okay, Um, what's he looking like now? Uh, so he originally had 10 in all stats, the default, and he now has a strength of 9, a dex of 7, an IQ of 8. He got dumber. <laughs> Wait, but how many points of IQ did he lose? Two. That's so insulting that they think people <laughs> who are 55 lose points of IQ. Well, you to, like, diminish it. Yeah, it's, it's That's bad. That's so ageist. Well, can I also say that I think if he dropped down to seven, he'd be considered mentally impaired. Oh, no. <laughs> no, is that true? I think so. I think I think seven is where you get into people who are like an impairment. All right, Clinton. Um, I mean, you better play him a little dumber this time. I didn't play him smart previously, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay, what else is going on with him? Anything else? Uh, well, uh, Tall Robert, I'm going to say, with his loss of stats, has also lost a little height. He was 5'11", making him among the tallest men in Portsmouth. He's now only 5'10". He's less tall So he's a little stupid now. I mean, not well, he's a little stupid <laughs> and he's a little stooped. He, yes, stupid and stooped. The both. Okay. Uh, and uh, he previously had a reputation uh, not to be fucked with. And I've removed it because I think he's very fuckwithable right now. <laughs> okay, great. I can't wait to see how he handles the events of today's session. Now let's talk to Matthew. Matthew, you were previously playing Wilkie. Wilkie, if you recall, uh, listeners, uh, he ran the family businesses into the ground. Th- this group started like three different family businesses during the first session. Wilkie ruined them all with terrible roles. <laughs> He was the head of the family, the surviving member of the family. But you're not playing Wilkie. Wilkie's about 49 now. Yes. You're not playing Wilkie, though. You've chosen to move to a different character because Wilkie is way over the hill. He's way too old now, right? Way too old. He's at the edge I, of the cliff. I, yeah, exactly. rules. I was saved because I randomly chose that, to decide that Wilkie was 19 in the first the first session, which saved him from having to roll any aging rolls. But however, and we can work this out, I think we should assume that Wilkie is still alive, but infirm and unable to speak. Uh, yes, and we talked about this a little before the show. You have a reason. Uh, uh, what has happened to Wilkie, do we think? Wilkie, uh, when, you know, working, air quotes, in the field, uh, was kicked in the head by a horse. Uh, <laughs> right. And is now bedridden and cared for by his new wife, Agnes the Younger from Chichester. Agnes from Chichester, which we remember uh, Wilkie wed in the last episode. And Agnes, what is she good at? Or what what are some things we should know about her? Uh, Agnes, we should know, first of all, that she is currently uh, 25, Mm -hmm. which means they wed when she was 15, which is, um, you know, weird. Uh, Historically accurate. Maybe we make her 28 just so people aren't skeeved out. There we go. Um, (laughs) But... uh, I, we can we can also point to the fact that uh, Wilkie at the time had re- reignited his affair with the uh, with Matilda, who was yes. the uh, at one point the Miller's wife, and then and then when the Miller became no longer the Miller, she was 
uh, somebody else's wife who's now I'm forgetting. But that in the final moments of in the, in the, at the height of the French invasion, Wilkie and Matilda found each other again in the ca- in the uh, the cave. Uh, so the cave. <laughs> that said, Agnes the Younger, his now long-suffering 28-year-old wife, has three children, uh, and she is good at the following things. Pottery, mm-hmm. which was, she's much better than Wilkie ever was, but was also a strength of Wilkie's. She's also good at current affairs, uh, <laughs> and she has some area knowledge and some first aid, which I imagine comes in handy because she is caring for Wilkie who still maintains his grip as the head of the family, even though he's bedridden and can't speak. Uh, excellent. Uh, Current affairs is like gossip. Like, she's a gossip. Yeah, yeah. which, I mean, let's remember the town criers, Siannon, <laughs> Miss Anne of Brittany, and Reynard. Oh, yes. You must really be paying attention Don't to forget all the sides they must of be media bias. Shit. Do, do not forget the three town criers of Portsmouth. Um, excellent. I can't wait to see Agnes in action. I can't wait to see those pottery rolls, man. Oh, man. It's going to be so torrid. Roll a crit, <laughs> baby. Okay. So, uh, finally, Eric, um, your character, Willem, heroically died uh, yes. in a burning cathedral uh, last time, saving his family and a bunch of other children and, and, and innocents, uh, you know, women and children who had been hiding out in the cathedral Willem saved a bunch of them and died in the process. So Willem is a hero. You are now playing his son. How old was yes. his son when Willem saved him from the burning uh, church? He was 15 years old at that time. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much a full-grown man, so it's a little embarrassing he didn't save himself, if I'm yes. being honest. But, uh, but no, his dad saved him. So now he's 25. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his name is Theodric, right? Yes, Theodric, uh, son of William... Son of Bertram of the cave. Yes, uh, and third uh, generation. Theodric, what what kind? Yeah, you're already your third generation. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you, thank you. We we come from a second family. It's only <laughs> been about thirty years. They're just dying off like flies. Well, it is in the Middle Ages. Yes. So, uh, what are some things that Theodric is good at? Well, um, Theodric is uh, okay at farming, so he helps out still on what's left of the family farm. He's even better at fishing, um, which is uh, something he never really shared with his family. That's just like a personal, he just likes to go, the quietude, the ripples of the, the river. But probably the best skills that he has are public speaking and singing. In fact, um, often at the town square, he'll pull up a little box and preach the doctrine of the burgeoning one day soon, perhaps to be a saint Willem savior of Portsmouth town son of Bertram of the cave. And he's got a bit of a, a soft voice, but when he sings, it's like the choirs of angels themselves erupt from the heavens and everyone stands in thrall of his songs of the past. And uh, yeah, he's a bit of a, public relations man when it comes to the family um i think that uh you know he he has fans i think that people in portsmouth listen to the songs they believe in the hero it well it's not it's not a lie willem was a hero so absolutely they remember it it's only 10 years later and i think that um you know uh, theodric can use some of that to his advantage or or make use of that sort of that sort of uh angle that he has there 
Um, are we ready to begin? Are we ready to put these characters back in their time and place? Yes. What could go wrong? <laughs> I would like to point out for the listeners, just to remind everyone, Jared keeps bringing up this book about the plague, and we haven't encountered plague yet. I know. <laughs> March 1349. A cold winter is finally ended and sunlight breaks through the clouds, melting the snow. Portsmouth has been rebuilt after the devastating raids by the French a decade ago. The harbor is thriving once again. There is no sign of the burning and slaughter that occurred here, but the memory of it still remains quite fresh. On this bright March day, what is your character doing? And let's start with Less Tall Robert. So, uh, Les Tall Robert was a man of ambition ten years ago. He was a field hand who thought maybe he would make something of himself. We find ourselves in the year 1349 where he's still very much a field hand, if anything, just tilling worse fields. <laughs> um, yeah, so probably still working for the family that he was originally working for. So I imagine he works the fields uh, that uh, Theodric and uh, Agnes's uh, the plots that they inherited, right? So um, he is uh, he, he is a, a freeman like they are, but he has a, a lesser position than them. And I think, yeah, he's working for Agnes, really, or Wilkie, who's still the head of the family. Agnes sure. is his voice, right? Exactly. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let's just see how it's going. You know, there are always chores year round um, to to you know bring in a harvest and 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 sort of cultivate it and bring it to fruition. So uh, perhaps uh, some planting is going on now. I know very little about agriculture, but I think I think in the spring some planting goes on and then the, the crops grow during the summer and then they are harvested at the end of the summer. So why don't you uh, tell me how the planting is going, Less Tall Robert? All right, I will make a farming roll. Uh, my farming uh, is not as good as it once was. Uh, but I'm rolling for a 10. Oh, well, what do you know? Uh, I rolled a five. So not a crit, but the best, tall, less tall Robert could hope for. All right. On your patch of land, which I, I think at one point you guys kind of increased it and improved it quite a bit. That was the one sort of business that you didn't lose to Wilkie's shenanigans. Uh, and I think the planting is going really well this year. Um, and I, you know, I, I wouldn't give yourself too little credit. Maybe, Less tall Robert with his uh, with his age, with his you know experience, he's sort of leading the other field hands in the activity and uh, taking more of a managerial position. So uh, that's going really well. You guys have plenty of food. Um, how is Agnes doing? What is she up to uh, on this bright March day? Uh, Agnes uh, has to take care of the house, take care of Wilkie, who, as we know, is infirm, and take care of their three children. Uh, ages six, four, and one, and also, upon hearing about the businesses that the, this family used to have before uh, her blasphemous, adulterous, profligate husband ran them into the ground, uh, she has, in, she has endeavored to start a pottery business, and she has told everyone in the family that Wilkie has commanded it as head of the family. She, of course, is the only uh, conduit to Wilkie, so make of that what you will. Uh, and so she, I think, is starting to jumpstart uh, her, basically her pottery stores that we can take to market. Well, let's see how good her product is with a pottery roll. Okay, here we go. 
Okay, she rolled a seven under fourteen. So okay, excellent. So her wares are are really high quality. Um, I would say with that kind of roll, like very solid, very excellent uh, pottery that she has to sell. But of course, selling is a whole other story. So. Um, we need to kind of check her salesmanship. Now, she doesn't have that as a skill. So we need to kind of look at, um, you know, IQ minus, you know, with, with a negative modifier to see to see how she does, uh, you know, with, would, without having the skill per se. Would she necessarily be the salesperson, Jared? I, I, she knows someone with the skill. Or can, or can bully someone in the family into doing the sales for her. Interesting. Who might she talk to? Uh, well, before I decide that, I'll ask everyone what their IQs are. Ten. Eight. Maybe lean towards the person who's in the town square with groups or a, group, a crowd around them. Uh, well, you have, uh, as well, our you, have, you have public speaking, right? Uh, I do, public- yeah. Yeah, very much so. so. Maybe she sends uh, Theofric to be the face of the pottery business to do the selling. I mean, I actually, I have a 12 IQ. Um, so I'm the smartest of all of you. But I don't have that public speak. So maybe she, yeah, maybe she leans on Theofric? The- Theodric, yeah. Theodric. Um, yes, you can lean on, uh, on him. Uh, and if he's willing to do it, Theodric, does that sound like something uh, Theodric would get involved with? <laughs> Uh, it's a bit secular in nature, but uh, I could give it a try. Is there not a bit of the divine in my pottery? Look at this pot. Look um, at this. Look at this vase. I mean, by perfect blood. dimensions. Sure. Yeah, I could. I could give it a try. Very People good. Listen so- when I talk about father and grandfather. Perhaps they'll listen when I talk about pottery. <laughs> Excellent. So. Uh, Agnes, will you be accompanying uh, Theodric uh, to town in order to, to see, oversee him, or will you uh, let Theodric do his thing, take your pottery and do his thing? I think I'll accompany him to town. I think Agnes doesn't trust anybody, any of the men in this family. Very good. And so soon you're in the town square uh, of Portsmouth, uh, and there are uh, sailors uh, from uh, all ports of call moving through the t- city, there are uh, it's a it's a bustling place once again uh, after you know years and years it, it kind of lay sort of empty and everybody was sort of rebuilding uh, burnt fields burnt burnt um, buildings uh, but now it is back to its old strength and here in the town square you have uh, let's see let's see so like forty five people and a, a pretty big number. About 45 people are moving through the square right now. And I pass it over to Theodric to see how his uh, his public speaking goes and to hear a little bit of it. <clears throat> All right. So Theodric uh, gets like a like a crate and he puts it down and he sort of pulls it a little distance away from the, the current events news criers. So he's got a captive audience of his own. And uh, with a surprisingly light voice, he sort of says, Please gather round and hear a tale of my famous family. And only a couple of people, you know, are hearing him, so he finally goes, And it's like heaven itself opens as his mouth opens and an angelic sound comes out. And he says, 
As John the Baptist paved the way for more, Bertram o' oh, the cave showed what was in store. Young Willem, young Willem arrived on the scene. With grandfather's mushrooms, new visions were seen. <laughs> and then out of the corner of his eye, he sees not, uh, no longer tall uh, uh, Robert coming in. And he's uh, he's nervous about that, and, and he sees Agnes, and, and finally he sort of changes his tone a little bit, and he says, ah, So bring family magic right into your home, with Aunt Agnes's pottery, you're never alone. <laughs> and he kind of points at the, the wares and is trying to pivot into commercialism. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Eric, would you please have Theodric make a singing role at All right. plus three for oh, that yes. amazing song. Amazing. So All after right. reading uh, your total skill. I got a 15 total. Uh, a 15. And what, what, is your, what is your singing? What is your singing if you add three to it? 16. So you made it. Oh, Woo. thank God for that plus three. Or it Oof. might not have carried over. Well, you um, know, I was crossing genres, so I can understand if I might have <laughs> lost them. A little bit. Yeah, um, a lot of people are, are are enraptured by your singing. A lot of people are listening, and uh, right now, twelve people are uh, walking up to Agnes to buy some pottery. Um, uh, not as tall, Robert. Are you on the scene as well? I am. I imagine you know I'm you know uh, loading up, unloading uh, the wares, loading them up on other people's carts if they buy them, handing over like you know. Uh, not taking the money, but moving the, the goods. Um, I think we still need to see how savvy we are at pricing them, at kind of moving the product to these 12 people. So someone should make an IQ minus four roll for me since you don't is have... Is that the default for merchant? Oh, is that the skill I'm looking for? I was looking... Uh, I was kind of I was kind of winging it because I didn't have merchant in front of me, but thank you, Clinton Trucks. IQ... Oh, no. IQ minus five oh, is geez. the default for merchant. I hate you to do still this. Make Someone you can does still have make it. merchant here. Look, Wait, who Theodric has already set you up for success. So That's I'm actually going to make, I'm actually going to let his excellent singing carry you through a little bit and I'm going to only make it IQ minus three right now. Alright, I have the highest IQ, so should I roll it? Oh, yeah. I also have a history you don't of want rolling me doing poorly. <laughs> Alright, I'll try it. Okay, IQ minus three. Mm-hmm. I would be rolling for five. You don't want me doing it. Okay. I got a crack die. So there's a chance. <laughs> okay. I, I rolled... No, I got a nine. Oh, okay. wait. No, that's, that is IQ minus three. Nine. That is... Yeah. You made it. You made it. So um, you're making great profits today. Um, people are buying your wares, and this has opened up an opportunity for you. You are talking to them, Agnes, and you are learning things, and you may now roll your current affairs. Excellent. Um, another thing you should know about Agnes, um, she is uh, very gullible. So, mechanically, she's gullible. So that might, if that comes into play, let me know. Oh, I, I will. Yes, absolutely. Okay, she rolls and fails on her current... Oh, nope. She does not. She succeeds. She rolls a she rolls a twelve, and I have a thirteen in current affairs. Very good. Um, she hears from uh, a good wife, uh, a woman uh, who is sort of uh, kibitzing with her, that uh, Chichester has been touched by a horrible sickness. 
Chichester. You're what kind from of there, aren't sickness. you, Agnes? Yes, I'm Agnes the Younger from Chichester. Yes, apparently there's some sort of illness making its way through Chichester. What kind of illness? Oh, it's certainly some sort of some sort of punishment from God. You know those people, they they don't keep the the, the worshipful ways. They're profligate. Listen, I've been punished by God enough. I have three children with, it, with my worthless husband and a business to run. Ain't that punishment enough for me? I'm immune. Well, I'd, I'd be careful if I was you. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be talking or, or um, hanging out with anybody from Chichester right now. I, I hear that there's even people dying from the sickness. Dying? Would you hope mother and father are okay? Perhaps you should go and see them. <laughs> Perhaps I should go and see them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you certainly don't have to do that. Um, but I think that Theodric and... Uh, do you share this with Theodric and uh, Not-So-Tall Robert? Of course. I am a bit of a gossip, after all, and I tell them immediately. Right, and so um, once you've been informed of this, uh, Theodric and Not-So-Tall Robert... You are able to talk about it with other people who are uh, visiting, moving through Portsmouth. Here you are in the town square with the sloped roofs covered in straw, the smell of horses thick in the air, and you can you can talk to other people or you can move about uh, with the next task that you think would, would make up your day or your week. Uh, I think Les Tall Robert, uh, when in town, hangs out with the other, you know, uh, stevedores and workers and, you know, uh, folks who use their backs and their hands. Uh, and if there are sailors about, uh, I would ask if any of them have heard anything about this illness since they move from port to port. Yeah, give me a roll on a d6. Right. A three. A three, okay. And um, can you, uh, let's see, current affairs, what does that default to? Oh, let's see. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, let's see. Current affairs defaults to IQ minus four or research minus four. So I'll I be rolling because you've, for four. You you know what? Because you've already sort of heard the, the news and you're just looking for more information, I'll allow you to only take IQ minus two. So try to roll under a six. All right. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if it had just been a straight IQ roll, you would have made it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're talking to the sailors, and um, you um, you notice that uh, one of them is sort of like hunched over, and uh, he he seems like kind of half asleep. Um, there's uh, there, his, his face looks like a, a bit clammy. Uh, maybe he's uh, shivering a little bit. Uh, as he talks to you. And he's um, saying, oh, I haven't heard of any plague. Uh, maybe you should take a seat, sir. You look a bit peaked. What are you saying? You're saying, saying I have this, this plague you're talking about? Hadn't occurred to me, but uh, he takes a step backwards. <laughs> Why, I'm a... Where are you going? I'm no, as hale I, uh, as anybody here. Uh, well, uh, 
that that may be the case. Still, perhaps avail yourself of a glass of water. You, uh... in fact, do you have a do you have a place here where one can engage in pleasure, get a mug of ale, and uh, perhaps uh, become acquainted with some young lasses? Do you have the coin for such a thing? Of course, I do. Then follow me, and I'm going to lead him uh, back into an alley. I'm going to beat the shit out of him and rob him. What? <laughs> He's a lone shitty sailor. <laughs> How did this happen? Uh, I'm remembering Les Tall Robert is a full callous piece of shit. <laughs> and uh, I don't like this guy. Uh, okay. Well, um, it's going to be pretty easy because he is moving a little slowly. Um, he, <laughs> he, he looks a little sick. Um, I can't believe you're doing this, but uh, players always throw a curveball at you. Um, let's let's engage. I, I don't think it's going to be actual. <laughs> yeah, I'm, amazing. I'm surprised too. Um, okay, um, let's you have take you... the opportunities as they're presented. What skill are you going to use to do this to him? So my best skill has always been brawl. I've simply never <laughs> rolled it before. So even at my reduced capacity, my brawl is still 10. Great. Go ahead and uh, brawl with him. But actually, because he is a, a little sick, go ahead and give yourself um, a plus two to that roll. All right. So I'm rolling for 12. Mm-hmm. So six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So uh, made it by two. You succeed. Um, you easily beat him to a pulp in the alley, and you find that he is, in fact, uh, carrying a, a, a purse full of pennies. Um, he is not rich by any means, but he could probably have afforded, uh, you know, a pint or two of ale. Uh, I will take his pennies, and then I will wander off to a place uh, that is a uh, house of pleasure where I can have a, a drink or two. <laughs> Just okay. disappear into town. You need to give me a 1d6 roll again. Um, a two. A two. Okay, very good. Um, what about uh, Agnes? What do you think she does after hearing this news, after finishing her day of selling here in the square? Uh, I think she uh, packs up and heads home. Um, very good. She's got three kids to take care of and a house to maintain. Um, yes. So maybe she should roll housekeeping. Oh, does she have that as a skill? She does indeed. Well, hold off on that, because I think a little time is going to pass in a minute. Um, yeah. And uh, I think we can kind of find out how her housekeeping goes over several days. But I just want to make sure, uh, Theodric, if he has any business or uh, if he returns to the homestead to uh, engage in some sort of activity. Theodric, where are you going or what are you doing next? I think um, when following the presentation, uh, he is going to go back to the farmhouse, which, after all, he still lives there and still has some obligation to the family. And increasingly, strangers from out of town come and visit and say things like, is this where that hero Willem lived? And he's got to, you know, yeah. welcome them. Absolutely. Give a tour of the cave. Well, then, I think that I'm going to make a little time pass. I'm going to roll and see how many days pass here. And uh, during that time, I'd love for Agnes to roll her housekeeping. And for Theodric, I think it's public speaking if you are kind of giving people tours and talking to them. Uh, Let's see here. So seven days have passed, one week.
Agnes fails her housekeeping role by one. I made Ag- my public speaking. Uh, you made your public speaking role. So, Agnes, it's impossible to keep the house running smoothly and to keep these kids taken care of with these strangers wandering through your fields, wandering up to your house. Theodric is actually letting them look inside of the little two-room house that you have, and it's yeah, really... Man. Yeah. Uh, it's really Come distracting. Oh. oh, welcome. Welcome to the farm. Get them out of here. They stink. They're stinking up the place. I got oh, three kids to raise. I'm sure they've come to make a love offering. I look at him. You have come with a love offering. An offering? Well, we came to see the the home of the hero. What is a love offering? Oh, just some sort of token of appreciation that you can... It's like a sacrifice in the good book, you know. A fattened calf, perhaps. A bit of pottery. It's very popular here for some reason. All right, one person gives you a penny. One, oh. person, one person gives you a ripe radish. Oh. Uh, one person, Blessings upon you, madam. Yeah, uh, someone else gives you some twine. Oh, in Willem's name. In Willem's name. Uh, and uh, this is how you accrue all kinds of little odds and ends. Not so like tall, Robert. <laughs> not so tall, Robert. You, um, you uh, went and had a, a great time out at, at the tavern in Portsmouth. You came, came home. back with nary a penny. What have you been working with uh, or working on the, the, this week? Have you been continuing to help with the planting? Uh, indeed, and I don't know if we are we, do we are we strictly. Uh, Tilling the fields, or do we have any animals? My animal handling is actually decent as well. I think you took care of the the planting last week, a lot, a lot of it. So you can go ahead and, and see how your animal husbandry is going. All right. Uh, seven, eight, nine on ten. So it's going okay. Uh, not so tall, Robert. While you are, so you succeeded, right? Yes. While you are. Um, dealing with the goats and the pigs you suddenly start to feel really weak and shivery like oh, uh, no. you know you're My getting the chills upon me again. Uh, I will uh, work a little less hard then just you know don't push myself okay but, uh, you know now, and all then of maybe our players... ask to sleep in the house instead of sleep on the sleep in the the barn. All of our players know what's going on. Now, I would only ask that you sort of however you react and you can react in sort of a way where you try to avoid a dark fate. Um, however you react, I would love for you to play the character so that, you know, you use the knowledge that the character has. Uh, sure. Uh, and I don't even have to tell the, these players that, but I want to make sure the listeners and the viewers know kind of how we're approaching this. So, less tall Robert, you just work a little less hard. Is that correct? I'm not feeling well. Uh, no need to push it. I did a great job last week. Uh, we made some money in town. Uh, yeah, so I, I can't imagine. Uh, like It's not like I, there's a doctor to run off to. Or, or All right, less tall... Afford. 
Let's tell Robert, um, I'd like for you to make another animal hand. Is it animal handling? Yes, animal handling herd. At negative three. And this is to represent how it goes the next couple days. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, uh, ten on seven, so failure. Okay. So at some point, and perhaps Agnes or Theodric noticed this, Less Tall Robert is trying to pen the pigs in, and he completely, like, just goes down to one knee and then goes down into the mud, and it doesn't look like he fell so much as he's collapsed. And Less Tall Robert, you know that you are completely feverish, and you have absolutely no strength in this moment. You are feeling very ill. How are my glands, Jared? This swollen? Right now, your glands, uh, they feel a little sore. They feel a little sore. Um, I will, uh, if if anyone is rushing over to help me, just say, just close the pen. I'll I'll take care of them tomorrow. I feel a great weariness. I I simply need a rest. Oi, that's tall Robert. Quit resting on the job. (laughs) 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 I, I, I... so something disagrees. I simply need to go lay down. That sounds like a personal problem. Spot Agnes, is itself. Agnes is a rough boss. <laughs> Does she... Well, this is serious. Does she command him to continue to work? That is the kind of thing that would have happened in the Middle Ages. Yeah, I think she commands him to continue. She's got enough work on her own. She can't be feeding the pigs. Like She doesn't have time for that. All right, let's have this argument yeah. uh, involve dice. How are you? Uh, you know, I don't know if you have intimidation. Uh, so I do have intimidation. Oh, you do? Okay, I want you to roll your intimidation, but let's tell Robert, you are really sick. So roll it at negative three. And Agnes, what could you roll to kind of get him moving, get him back to work? I mean, I could roll farming, uh, I suppose. I could also. Uh, I could also roll uh, theology, Catholicism, and maybe make an ar- make an argument about you know, God puts us on this That's earth to, to do our labor, our our daily labor, and you, you know, I won't tolerate any any laziness out of you. You, you know, sloth is a sin, isn't sloth it? Sloth is a sin. I love that pitch. Let's do that. So you roll your uh, you roll your theology, and less tall Robert. You roll your intimidation at negative three. So it's actually negative two because I have the disadvantage callous, uh, which gives me plus one to uh, intimidation rolls. Very good. So okay, I get it. I get it exactly. I I don't know why I made an argument for my two worst stats, but I did. But those are my I did. Anyway, I rolled an eleven on an eleven. You rolled an eleven. I was rolling for a six, and I rolled a six on a six. Uh, You rolled a six on a six. Uh, You succeed. Uh, yes. So I'm going to turn and go, you want the work done? Get your drooling fucking husband out here. And then I'm going to wander off to go lay you down le- You leave my drooling fucking <laughs> husband out of this. I'm the one that has to live with him. Uh, Clean out, up his shit. Clean uh, up his drool. The, 
Out in the yard, the voices are getting louder, and so all of a sudden, <laughs> Theodric, like, pipes up even louder, and he says, The Frenchman they pillaged and fires lit the sky. Young Willem was worried his family would die. While cowards and cretins hid out in the cave, young Willem, the hero, showed that he was brave. And he's just trying to get louder and louder so that the fans can't hear the argument. It's like um, turning up the stereo. Mm-hmm. So you can't hear your neighbors. Let me see. I'm rolling a reaction. Oh, um, yeah. Actually, uh, they are totally uh, entranced and are not paying attention to the fighting. But what I would really like is for is for less tall Robert to make a health roll at negative three, please. Okay. Rolling for seven. Oh, and I've rolled a five. You've rolled a five. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let's let's move forward uh, a little bit of time, but before we do, I would love for uh, I would love for not Theodric, but I think Agnes, if you if you don't mind, could you give me a D six roll? D six. Yes, I can. Four. A four. Let me just check something. Okay. Um, so uh, a little time is going to pass again. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to do in this scene before a little time passes? Okay. So a little time is going to pass again. Um, and uh, let's see. It's going to be about, about uh, three days pass. And um, I would like uh, for you to take uh, one damage less tall Robert alright and I can tell you that your glands feel very very swollen today oh my poor glands uh, I'll just be constantly like rubbing them okay very good uh, and have you gone back to work or have you have you become a total layabout so uh, I'm assuming that any meals I get I get during the work day so if nobody's going to bring me food, I will continue to try to work. Oh, that's bad. Uh, okay, um, so uh, uh, let's let's deal with uh, let's deal with each day as it comes. Well, what, what about Theodric and Agnes? Anything you have, have you've noticed that Less Tall Robert has become very disagreeable. He is uh, barely able to work, but still goes through the motions. Uh, he is having trouble eating his food. He continues to touch his glands and such things. Any kind of reaction to that? Keep in mind, you have all heard that there is plague in Chichester. Maybe I pull Theodric aside so we can discuss this. Yes? I think Lestor Robert's got the plague we heard about. He's certainly not as hale as he once was. That's for certain. He used to be quite a strapping lad and now... Not as tall either. Not as tall. (laughs) He's shrinking. It's bad for the story, and it's hard to fit the rhyme schemes. God has clearly smitten him. Well, that's, I mean, for sure. For sure. But let's be honest, he's not smote. family. Smote. <laughs> smote. He smote him. Do you think, what should we do? I like that, but well, I'm, I'm realizing now that Agnes and Edric are basically contemporaries. It's basically the same age. Mm. Though, I'm your aunt. Yeah. Well, a lot of that going around in the Middle Ages. Um... <laughs> I don't know what we should... I could sing him to health. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. 
Bertram Willem Theodric. He had magical mushrooms. He was a hero. I'm going to have some kind of magic. One of these days, my music will heal people. That could ha- that could happen. That could happen. Oh, it, I'm sure it will. Why but, not? Let's talk. Will, uh, yeah. What if? What if? This is a message from God. Of course it's a message from God. That if this family were to succeed, and Wilkie, you know, your Uncle Wilkie, he, oh, he, yes, he consulted on this. He told me about it last night. What if this is a message from God that it's time for Les Tall Robert to go? Why is it when you talk to Wilkie, he gives you wisdom and answers, but whenever I talk to him, even when I'm singing it, my heart is there's just a line of drool that comes out of his mouth like this. Oh, Theodric, you don't... You, it's still, after all this time, you don't recognize the effect your singing has on people. It stupefies them, it's so beautiful. Well, that's true. <laughs> Uncle Wilkie, he just... He can't get past how beautiful the sounds coming out of your mouth are. I think that might be it. Well, then, my voice should be able to heal no longer tall Robert. Except here's the thing. There's tall Robert. He's been hearing your voice for some years now. He's, a, it's, he's, got, he's built, up a, built up a capacity against it. So if we give him a little bit of cure over time, it would build up some sort of resistance that would help to make him strong. It could, except the fact that he's gotten less strong. Yeah, that sounds like Boulder Dash anyway. I don't think it would work. Um, well, do we think we should exile him? We could always just send should... him away to die in the street. I think we could exile him. Yeah, I think that's the <laughs> easiest solution. Yeah. I'll just uh, I'll just pose two other things for anyway, the group. Let's and be honest. I'll just pose two other things for the group. And uh, by the way, exiling him—if you've decided on that—you should do it. But I'm just going to put two other things out there. There are doctors that operate in Portsmouth. <gasps> Maybe oh. that would be interesting to Les Tall Robert. And uh, it is coming up on another market day for your pottery. Ooh. We could we both have to go to the market. Um, we could use the opportunity to look for a, a physician. Maybe re- he needs to be leeched. Maybe he does need to be leeched, or maybe we just need to find a new hand. We could ask around if anyone's uh, got a good, strong back they're willing a to lend out for the backup, harvest. A backup plan. I like so that. So because... if you're replacing Les Tall Robert, if you're exiling him from the farm, I need to see that, that scene with him. Oh, I think that... I don't think we should exile him yet. I think we should try to find a doctor, and then if the doctor doesn't work, we exile. It'd be unfair to cast him out without subjecting him to the miracle of modern science and medical. Yes, technology. that would be the that would be the most Christian way. Yes, let's do it. Well, we could also just pray. We could that also would be kill a very him. Christian way. But why not do both? Why not do both? Yes. And then we can kill him too. I, I did. Did I say that? Or was that Wilkie talking? I think that was Wilkie talking. We don't actually want to kill him, do we? I'm a Christian man. I don't kill the weak. Haven't you read the Bible? That would be a surprising actually, twist I if you read killed the Bible him for either, getting sick. When I, I go to the... church and the the priest stands with his back to me and reads in a foreign language, what I interpret is that we are to be kind to the infirm. I usually interpret that as well, but there are a lot of people that seem to end up dead in that priest's stories. In the name of well, God. Will there be nothing without martyrs, Agnes? There'll be nothing without martyrs, Theodric. That's right. So, uh, if I understand correctly, you are taking Les Tall Robert, if he agrees, into town to take him to a physician. Is that correct? I think that's correct, yes. yes. But also, we do need someone to carry 
the pottery and things. So we, you know, there's a practical reason to bring yeah, him to yeah. the market. He's got to load up the pottery. The biggest of all of us. Let's tell Robert. It's uh, the, the the your uh, your family hasn't let on that they've had these conversations about you. It's simply time to take the pottery to the market. Are you ready to go? Yeah, let's tell Robert. Uh, he's like the quintessential bad patient. Like, if you try and do anything to care for him, he like, grumbles and grumps and swears and threatens. Uh, but if you tell and him to some And I will say, he's... that successful health roll, um, he is able to keep standing right now. Um, his glands are sore. He's sort of feverish, and, and he has, like, the flu. But like many people in history, the flu meant you still had to go to work. Um, uh, so uh, he is helping with the pottery. Is that correct? Yeah. What could go wrong with this give me, flat, fragile pottery? Give me a strength roll at uh, negative, uh, I think, four. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 11 rolling for five. <laughs> How did it go? I, I failed. Terrible. Oh, yes. Okay. So... Um, as he's unloading the pottery in the town square, in the market uh, square, uh, Less Tall Robert drops a bunch of uh, a bunch of pots, and they shatter the earthenware. Shatters so. it balanced the, a bunch. <laughs> yeah, on the stones, uh, and he's sitting there looking uh, sick and sweaty, and he has uh, shattered a lot of your uh, hard work because it is not simple to make pottery. It takes a, a, a much of your day when you are also trying to take care of children and keep the house up, Agnes. Um, I will I'll also mention this. It's a market day, but uh, there's only like 20 people milling about the uh, town square here, as opposed to you saw upwards of almost 50 last time you were here. Well, now we definitely have to kill him. <laughs> Broke my pots. Kill an offense. We should forgive him. Why? Because that's the question to the devil. Again, there's a lot of people you know, in, in that, those pre stories that don't end up forgiven. In the dead. Well, why don't we talk to him and see how he's doing? Because I think he's doing very poorly, Agnes. I think he's, uh, I think he's sick. Am I not doing poorly myself? I got a sick husband. I got a sick infirm husband. I got you to take care of. I got three children to you take care of. You don't have to take care of me. I'm a grown man. You're a grown man, all right, but you spent all your time singing to vagrants. They gave us twine. <laughs> the twine merchant's not even here today at the market. Usually his stall's over there. I wonder what happened to him. Oh, so but we can sell the twine? It doesn't matter because my vagrants brought us twine. I provide for this family. Can we sell the twine? I did. I, I left it at the farm. Oh. Okay. Are you going to um, sell pottery as you did last weekend, or are you are are you going to take him? Uh, not last weekend, but last market day. Or are you going to take Less Tall Robert to a physician, as you mentioned earlier? What, <coughs> what, what's the next action you're going to take? Are there any pots to sell? Yeah. There are the pots left over to sell. Way fewer than you would have had. I think Agnes would want to sell the pots, and then yes, we can. Maybe she like tells Paul Robert to go to the physician himself. <laughs> then very quickly, let's have another singing roll for our All friend right. Theodric. Well, can we get another verse of the song before I make the roll? 
Absolutely. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> he ran to the farm for his children and wife. In farmhouse and field, he sought signs of life. He checked under rain tarp and peeked in the hold. Found only bent nails and potatoes with mold. So on back to Portsmouth he ran with alarm, for twas no sign of family at all on the farm. And uh, Holy the role when are I you got, writing this, Eric? It's right now. <laughs> I, I got a I got a ten. You succeed. And so that's under by two. You succeed, and uh, that means that your merchant role, uh, Miss Agnes, will be at only a negative two. Okay. Uh, so IQ minus two. Okay. Uh, I got a five. Five under ten. Nice. Excellent. So you sell uh, everything else that you had, and I would love for you to please roll a, a D6 for me. And uh, I think, Theodric, you should too. Two. Two, okay. And Theodric? Oh, sorry. What was the... Please roll a d6 and tell me what you get. I got a four. Okay. And uh, you you sell all your wares. You guys are doing really well money-wise. Um, and you certainly have enough to pay a physician's fee, which, you know, they can be a little steep. Do you want to take... Let's tell Robert to the good doctor in town or to the oh, guy who's mostly a barber. Uh, obviously the barber. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking of that Simpsons moment where Marge gets injured on the ski slopes and he's like, I want my wife to get the best care medical, <laughs> best medical care money can buy. And they're like, they like the, the ambulance like can roll through the various hospitals and it's like he rolls it back <laughs> down the Springfield general before he's happy. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, uh, the less uh, reputable physician uh, works on the outskirts of P- Portsmouth, a little back toward uh, you know where you come from, out in the fields outside of the city, and uh, has a, a little uh, shack, uh, more than uh, two rooms like yours. It's it maybe has like four rooms. Um, it's pr- he's prospering a little better than you, uh, but not much. There are pigs outside, so. Uh, that's where some of the food is coming from. He's not buying it all in town. And you may enter with... Uh, Let's tell Robert, you've agreed to this? I'm sorry, I should have asked that first. Uh, so, like, how, um, I guess, infirm is Let's tell Robert at this point? He's, he's... You know what? At this point, his glands are sore, and he's still have suffering from flu symptoms. But other than that, he's able to walk, he's able to interact... Uh, but as you see, he's oh. taking huge negative modifiers on his skills and attributes. Sure. So, uh, Les Tall Robert probably can be muscled to the bad doctor, but while we're still in town, if it's clear that you're taking me away, like to, like towards this, uh, you know, this hack, <laughs> uh, he, uh, like, just spits invective and struggles the whole way, like, it wasn't his fault that the pottery fell, you put a bad glaze on it. <laughs> Like, uh, if anybody's being punished, it's uh, you uh, with your screaming brats and your, uh, you know, ill husband. He's He needs a doctor more than me, blah, blah, blah. Very good. I think that in that case, do you really want to try to force your way free and not go to this doctor? 
you know, I, I want to try, try to do a. I want to intimidate them into taking me to a better dock. Have the farm will fall apart without me. Interesting. So, uh, Theodric and Agnes can just roll their strength because uh, you're kind of forcing him along. Unless there's a different skill you'd like to use. And my friend, uh, my friend, less tall Robert, you can roll your intimidate. Uh, but at a negative, I'm sure. Uh, what's my? Yes, your intimidate will be at negative four. Can I roll my first aid to like? Yes, to see, that's like, a great I idea. know how sick you are. You're like, yeah. Okay, so I succeed I was, on the first aid. Okay. I missed my intimidate roll by eight. <laughs> okay. So I think that they do take you to the cheaper doctor. It's not doctor. convincing. They do take you to the cheaper doctor, and my description of his hovel was uh, not in vain. And so um, you uh, enter, and uh, perhaps uh, you see that there are like herbs hanging over the door as you enter. Um, there's a fire going inside. There are many different herbs and plants kind of hanging from the ceiling in various places. And a man turns to you, and he's wearing a kind of a weird mask underneath, uh, you know, hanging off of his face. And he says, uh, Wait before you enter. Uh, any of you uh, showing symptoms of the plague? Uh, I'll look at the other two and go, No, we're fine. This one's sick. Yeah, he's he's got signs all around him. Very good, very good. Well, as you can see, I'm completely protected. So um, I just need to know uh, what kind of risks I'm taking. Come in, sir, come in. Let me look uh, you over. My name's Doll. I will wander in and uh, sit on whatever surface is provided. Very good. There is just a chair. At a normal table. There is no bed for examinations. Uh, you know, I'll uh, say, like, I just need a rest and a water. That's it. They're not providing for me. Um, let's see. He's going to look you over carefully with his physician skill. Keep in mind, he has a lower score than a guy you could have gone to. That would have been more expensive. Yeah, I can't. How would Agnes ever... Pay more for medical care for a hand, arm hand. I've been with the family for generations. With the family. (laughs) Sorry, you can't fool me, sir. You have what's going around. So, so, uh... Beatrix takes a step back. Here we are. Rare and pottage, uh, you know, or... I've seen this... I've seen this get really, really nasty. I'm, I'm sorry, it could be fatal. There's only one thing I can do for you. I'm going to have to bleed you. And he pulls a huge razor off of a shelf and shows it to you and starts to move toward you. And that is where we will take a short break. (laughs) We're going to have a word from our sponsor and then we'll return to the 14th century and watch the blood flow maybe here with the Game Garage on the Glass Cannon Network. Welcome back to the Game Garage. We are playing a historical scenario in the 14th century. The plague is ravaging Chichester and Portsmouth. And our friend, Less Tall Robert, has just been taken to a physician who says he needs to bleed him. Less Tall Robert, when the razor makes an appearance, 
What do you do? So, I hate to throw role-playing to mechanics. Because I think this shithead would probably start struggling and try to <laughs> escape. Except this is accepted medical procedure. So I'm going to make a will roll to hold still while the knife comes down. Um, before he brings the knife down, he looks to uh, he looks to Agnes and says, Ten pennies. Theodric, pay the man. Oh, you can get well. an opera for that. I reach in and, and pay and, and try not to get too alarmed when my fingers scrape the empty bottom of the pouch uh, as I pull the last coin out. <laughs> Good thing we didn't pick the more expensive physic. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Uh, how did that will roll go, my friend, Less Tall Robert? <sighs> Let's see. The knife slowly starts to come down. You're looking at the masked face of the physician. It's not one of those plague masks you know from the pictures. It doesn't have a big beak. It has like more of a pouch on the end of it. And he's uh, bringing the, the, the blade down toward your arm. And how did it go, Lester so Robert? I really, really wanted uh, to get a little medical care here. But I rolled a 17. So that's a critical failure. On my will roll. So I think I start <laughs> struggling and swinging. Let's tell Robert, make a brawl roll against this physician. <laughs> That's such a bad roll that I think that you brawl with him. Uh, well, I fail that too uh, with a 16. Like, I'm, I'm rolling awfully. Okay, I think Terrible that because thing. you failed your brawl roll, you completely, you completely freak out. But I would like strength rolls from Agnes and Theodric to hold you down. And the doctor will make a strength roll as well. I got a 7 out of uh, 10. I got an 8 under 9. Holy crap. Well, the doctor isn't very good at holding you down. He failed. But your, your, your family holds you down. And the doctor applies the blade to your arm in several places. And it has a little bowl under it to catch the blood. And bright red blood flows down out of your arm. Uh, and then he moves to the other arm and does the same thing. And when he's finished, you lose another point of health. <laughs> oh, but not hit points. Health. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Hit points. Okay. You lose a, and that's what you lost earlier, by the way, a hit point, yes. not health. I forget. Health is a attribute uh, in GURPS. Okay. Um, uh, it's over. You feel a little weak. You feel a little lightheaded. And he's like, there. That wasn't so bad, was it? I'm feeling much improved. Thank God for modern science. Yes. I mean, um, all of your learning, Doctor. Well... Back in olden days, we wouldn't have known what's caused this plague, but now we know that there's a miasma that's been released into the air because Jupiter is in the house of Saturn, you see. And the interstellar uh, humors have mixed to create a cloud of miasma that is moving through uh, the air and causing people to get sick. But it's nothing that can't be cured with a little bleeding. Well, that's so interesting. I thought it was the word of God. Ah, well, 
uh, God moves all things, doesn't he? He's the prime mover. So if God decides that Jupiter will be in the house of Saturn, well, then it shall be. I'm not saying that God isn't responsible. Uh, as you know, God <laughs> is responsible for all things. I would never say that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ does not have his hand in everything. Agnes looks really like swins at him real hard for a minute. Are you a blasphemer, Doctor? No, I no, absolutely not. No. Have you ever been accused of blasphemy by the church? I should say not, ma'am. I believe you. Well, I have other customers. I'll bid you all good day. What do we do with Mary tomorrow? Uh, Just one question. Yes. Yes. This mask that protects you, I don't suppose you've got, you know, doubles? It's a trade secret. I'm afraid I couldn't let one go... Uh, for less than a pound. Because, you see, it's not just the mask. There's a a poultice of herbs that need to go inside of it. Oh, is that what I smell? I thought that was discarded skin. Um, the, uh... Well, uh, how about a pound of pottery sherds? Please, I really do have... I really do have other customers. What if I made... An, ex- an exclusive commitment to provide you the pottery to hold your herbs. Listen, uh, it sounds like you're trying to do a little trade, so give me a merchant roll at, uh, I think I think it's a full negative four. He doesn't really want to give away his trade secrets. Alright. Nope. Uh, nine. I need to roll an eight. Out! Out! I have important work to do. What do we do? And, oh wait, what are we supposed to do with this one? What do we do now? He's been blood. He's been bled. He's fine. He's cured. Uh, his sy- symptoms should subside. Come on. I feel cured. Come on, you. So you head off. You head off into the afternoon, and this is the time when I would like for Theodric and my friend Agnes to make a health roll at negative three. Oh gosh. Oh no, Agnes. Oof. Fail. I failed by one. Okay. Um, so, uh, some time is going to pass again, unless anybody had anything they'd like to do to end the scene that we just had. Did anybody have any other actions? I, if not, I'm going to have a little time pass. And I presumably am cured, so as soon as I'm back on my feet. <laughs> I actually want you to make a health at negative three roll. Uh, I failed by three. Okay. Um, no, negative three. I failed by six. You failed by six. Okay. So uh, another week has passed, and I can tell you that both Agnes and Theodric, you're shivering. No. You've got chills. Oh, boy. And uh, you are you're you're feeling really really weak and achy. Meanwhile. My good friend, Less Tall Robert, things are about to get really gross because yeah, let's see where where let's see exactly where's the hit location table. <laughs> oh, oh no. I'll find that for you. That's exciting. Bring out the, the hit location table for me and roll on it, would you? Roll roll on it for me twice. You got it. Uh... Yeah. 
Where is that dangled hit location table? All right, got it. All right, uh, first roll is eight, nine, ten. Uh, that's the torso. Uh huh. And give me one more. Second roll. Oh, uh, this might kill me. Eighteen. So that's the neck. Oh, okay. So what has happened is you have de- developed an enormous goiter in one of your armpits. It is extremely painful, and you've started vomiting, like, every day. Um, It's an enormous, it's like the size of, like, a tennis ball. And also, even though this isn't typical of the disease, you now have an enormous goiter-like protrusion on your neck. Um, this bleeding didn't take at all. You are Um, absolutely unable to to work anymore and in addition to that because six days have passed you have lost oh my god I don't know how many hit points you have you've lost an additional six hit points is what I just rolled I have one hit point remaining okay that's really not good so I I would like you to just tell me about what when Les Tall Robert is in this situation first of all I need Agnes and Theodric to tell me is he staying in the barn is he stay? Are you allowing him to stay in his normal quarters? Are are you caring for him? Are you leaving him to to his fate? What are you doing? Uh, where do where do you normally sleep, Lestal Robert? Do you sleep in the bar? Or do you have a room on your plot? Never established. You know, I thought I might have moved into Leofric's old place. He never had any kids. If that was allowed, it's allowed. You also yeah. intimidated Wilkie into into. Like letting him, letting you run that sure. land. So, yeah, there you go. So, uh, uh, at, well, Leofric Space, which was quite nice at one time and full of books, but I've now burned all of those. And, uh, yeah, it's it's trash. I think Agnes would uh, do the Christian thing and provide first aid to everybody. That is uh, really, really beautiful, Agnes. Agnes, go ahead and roll your first aid for our friend less tall Robert but you must roll it at a negative three okay because you are feeling sick going for a nine and I rolled a 12 okay so unfortunately um, you know you're not even really able to make poor less tall Robert more comfortable and at one hit point he's kind of going in and out of consciousness he's sort of waking up just to vomit um, uh, and it's a pretty gruesome scene you're kind of having to collect you know everything that's coming out of him, um, and it's it, it's really tough to do with the addition of having to take care of your kids. Speaking of the children, oh no! <laughs> Think of the children, Jared. I'm thinking of them. Not Esther, Esther two, and Young Wilkie. <laughs> Esther, Esther two, and Young Wilkie. Uh, Is that their age order? Six four one. Uh, only yeah. young Wilkie, only Wilkie's namesake is not exhibiting symptoms right now. The other God two are it. exhibiting symptoms. Theodric, you uh, have a visitor, another person that perhaps wants to look at the house, look at the home of the hero. Oh, come this way! <coughs> come, come this way. Um, the person that approaches, uh, they called from without saying, 
Is this the home of the hero? And when you came out and said, come this way, you now see that this person is like walking funny and looks really, really kind of uh, uh, sick uh, and discolored. Uh, And in fact, there is a big, uh, they also have on their neck a big kind of bulging spot. Um, And and this one has become blackened. Uh, And the woman that approaches is like, please, please. Your father was a martyr, a holy martyr. Can you heal me? Please. Um, I'll do my best. Just keep your distance, ma'am. I I don't want to die. Listen to the music. Please intervene on behalf of God. Intervene on my behalf to God. I I will. I will. Uh, Please, please calm yourself and let us listen to a song of the times. So many songs. Every time mm. Eric is not on stage in this game, he's just furiously That's writing right. songs. writing verse. You ready? Okay, let's see ready, if this lady? song helps this, is this gonna, woman. This is going to help you, and it, it's also a bit about me, just so you can understand my place in the drama. <laughs> miasma, miasma, the dangers abound. The words of the barber make a frightening sound. Abandoned fair Portsmouth, it could never be done. Not by Theodric, young Willem's fair son. <laughs> and then, uh, hopefully, I say this in a in a way that um, that formerly tall Robert can hear. And it's and, and but I'm also aiming it at her. I wrote this verse for for Robert, but I think it will apply to her as well. Singing negative three. Roll singing at negative three. Okay. Let me load in this last verse, though, because I oh, think it's Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't yeah, I I thought the song it. was over. I, I say, I say, please don't pick at boobos or itch at your sore. The barber said bed rest alone could do more. Your fate is with God now. There's nothing to fear. A heavenly reunion must surely be near. Oh, that's and, beautiful. Uh, I got... And it totally, it totally broke the mood of ch- the pall of child mortality that was floating over the game. <laughs> yes. Okay, how did you do? Did you succeed? I got a 9 out of 13. Oh, okay, incredible. So um, here's what happens next. Um, some time passes. Six days. And I, I would like everybody to make six health negative three rolls. God. Tell me how oh, I'm sure I'll survive these. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> health Day one. Three. I fail my roll. Presumably take one point of damage and die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what happens in a minute. Clinton trucks. I will say, uh, less tall Robert, blind, delirious, in his own filth, does hear through his open window uh, a song on the air, and uh, his his once small heart, uh, you know, in its final beating, uh, turns to the thought of forgiveness and the good Lord, and. Uh, and hopefully he dies, <laughs> having changed his nature. 
Well, I think that's beautiful. We're gonna we're gonna see that in a minute, but uh, I'd like to know how those health rolls went for uh, my friend Theodric. Uh, Theodric um, rolled a seven on one of them, which is a success. Mm-hmm. But the others were were poor, right? The others yes. were failures. The others were very poor. Theodric, take uh, take one damage for all the ones that failed. So that's five. <sighs> Okay. And uh, you are starting to develop the the big kind of uh, buboes. Can we run uh, roll on the uh, the table, uh, Clint? Uh, the uh, the hit location table to find out where Theodric is developing these uh, buboes. How many would you like? Uh, I think three this time. Not the mouth or the throat. Uh, Thirteen, which is the left leg. Okay, so Bubo's traditionally developed in the groin area, and I mm. think in your left side of your groin you have one. Oh. Uh, well, actually, 11, which I've just rolled, is the groin. Oh, my God. Okay, you have two there. Uh, and is it seven, and the right leg. So left leg, <laughs> right leg, groin were the three rolls. Oh, my God, all of... Oh. <laughs> All of Theodric's, all Theodric's <laughs> goiter boobos are in the groin area. Oh, it's like it's a skirt. Awful. It's a like fleshy a fleshy skirt. A fleshy skirt. Agnes of Chichester, how did your health rolls go? Agnes the Younger of Chichester uh, failed four out of six. Four out of six. Okay, so you take four uh, hit points of damage, and you have begin, begun after these six days to develop the boobos as well. And would you please, uh, Clinton Trucks, roll on the hit location table twice for poor Agnes? Sure. Uh, left leg. Mm-hmm. I think that one's actually on your leg. Thank left you. leg and groin. Oh my God! Okay, so you're having a similar you're having a similar week to poor Theodric. Here's what happens, um, Theodric. Because of your incredible singing to the woman who was very afflicted, you have now gathered a, a crowd of squatters who perhaps you want off of your homestead, but there are five different people who believe that your singing uh, and your your appeals to God will heal them, and they are sta- sitting on your farm and kind of praying with you and singing with you. Uh, and uh, I would like to know how Theodric reacts to this, but first... Think about it. I, I I feel like Eric's gonna write another song. But first, <laughs> Agnes, you are there uh, in Leo Frick's old cottage, and uh, our friend La- Les Tall Roberts' symptoms have changed. He's now having a lot of trouble breathing. Les Tall Robert, it don't look so good for you. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Is there anything you want me to do? I need to be forgiven. Be forgiven. That's a good one. Would you please list off the things you need forgiving for? Can't hear. Can't hear you. Speak up. I spoke ill of my masters. I blasphemed against God, not indeed, but in my heart. I, 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 I fornicated. I committed the sin of Odin, Odin there, and there, and he begins to point at various places around the room. 
those things. You don't need my forgiveness, Lestor Roberts. You need God's. Was he here? I thought I heard him singing. Oh, no, that was just the Odric. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's brought brought all these vagrants to our land. They're out there singing and praying with him right now. Can you believe it? Oh, you can tell that he wants to get mad again because it's his nature. (laughs) But he's too weak. Um, getting mad actually might be the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> Just that little bit of fury is, I think, the last thing that pops a blood vessel and kills him. But he can have some final words if you'd like. This truly was short and brutish. <laughs> <laughs> and nasty in the end. Yeah. Um, uh, normally I feel really uh, bad for killing a character but let's face it, it was inevitable um, <laughs> yeah, this are, guy didn't, do you have plans for any of us to, to the world. <laughs> uh, so Clinton Trucks, I think that Les Tall Roberts ghost uh, remains and so Les Tall Roberts what's that? his unquiet ghost his unquiet spirit and I think that in uh, the 14th century people believed in unquiet spirits they believed in, in those kinds of things, especially for a soul like yours, which didn't really receive final forgiveness. So if you would like to uh, think about that and, and perhaps a, a less tall Robert's presence is still felt in some small way. I would like to hear from you about that um, uh, throughout the yeah. rest of the game. But for now, let us talk to Theodric. How are uh, Once again, this family is gathering followers, right? Theodric, how do you deal with these squatters on your land who are all very, very sick? Well, Theodric is pretty sick as well. It is mostly yes. below the belts, and he's wearing like a like a big, long sort of robe skirts that hide most of it, so it's hard to see. But anytime he has to move, you can see him kind of like, <gasps> you know, like, um, well, you can imagine what it's like. But he, uh, he... He's torn up because I think he's smart enough to realize that more sick people is probably going to bring more miasma to the farm. But this is kind of the family business, at least as he sees it, is uh, getting uh, people in touch with their religion, bringing the power of God to solve uh, the challenges of the day. So he's leaning in. I mean, both literally and figuratively. He's kind of like, no, if we all face each other while we sing together, that'll be good. And uh, his, his, his song continues. You started a band. There's more song? Oh, there's more song, yes. Hit it. It's starting to get a little weak. Still a beautiful, angelic tones, but a little bit of weakness working its way into the vocals. And he's with a very serious look, and he tries to catch the eye of each of the dying members of his audience as he sings. Each of us martyrs, though never the same. Old Bertram in fetters, young Willem in flame. This rash on my belly and scabs on my arms will soon spell the doom of Theodoric's charms. Well, uh, I love it, and I'd say uh, that's one of my favorite songs you've done so far. So instead of a negative four to the roll, please roll singing at normal skill. Excellent. (laughs) Nice. 
unfortunately, I rolled a five and two sixes, so I failed. I'm all like, Theodoric's chuck. <laughs> and and like a, a loogie just shoots across into the face of one of the onlookers. Um, they are vomiting and hanging on each other and moaning, and your uh, lack of success there means that they start to get sort of... I, it's hard to say rowdy because they're so sick, yeah. but they're like, it's that woman, her family, her husband, and her. They were, they weren't true to each other. God is punishing us for their adultery. But come out, Ag- come out, Ag- Agnes. If we, what? if we. If we make it right, perhaps if we make it right, God will have mercy on us. What are you saying about me? Agnes shouts from the doorway of, doorway of the house. There she is. God's punishing us for your sins and the sins of people like you. What, what sins have I committed? I'm the wrong party here. You people don't know what you're talking about. Go back to your homes. Quit Your husband lives. lived in sin, well, and you and you knew it, and you took him to wed. Uh, is Wilkie sick? To be fair, Should we I wheel can, out Wilkie? Yeah, would you? <laughs> I can give you Wilkie. Would you like Wilkie? Bring him to us. <laughs> All right, except he's quite infirm, and he's a bit heavy. Um, you need to make a will roll, uh, Agnes, because. This is your husband who, I assume... Well, did you have uh, did you have love for him? Or no? I don't no? think so. No, okay, think so. then never mind about the will roll. Never mind. He literally uh, got back with his adulterous ex, like, on the eve of our wedding. It's, uh... <laughs> and then... And then got kicked in a horse and left me to take care of the farm. I don't think I don't think there's a lot of uh, goodwill between them. She cared for him purely out of duty, huh? Yeah. Wow, uh, that's very middle ages. Um, you can wheel Wilkie out, and he's just like, <laughs> his eyes can still move, right? Has this man not suffered? Has this man not been punished? Give him to us! What are you going to do with them? We're going to make him pay for his crimes! For his wow. sins! Um, uh, that's a great question, because they're all pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> but they want to grab him. They want to take him. Are you going to... You, you are giving him up? Theodric. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Theodric has something to say about all I this. I do. Uh, I try and, like, see the situation, size up just how much danger we're in, and I'm looking at the group of people, the anger, and listening to some old stories. This isn't the first time danger has come to the farm, and I'm starting to get really nervous. And so I... <clears throat> have prepared one more verse, but this one is aimed at Agnes, not at the crowd. And I lock eyes with my aunt, and I say, Lord Wilkie, Lord Wilkie, the eldest of all, a horse hoof, adultery, prepared for the fall. And then I turn to the crowd and I say, so take out your vengeance on this sinner here, and soon our complexions will surely be clear. I'm siding with the other people against my family. Um, they grab poor, helpless defenseless Wilkie. Yes. Can I be allowed a theology Catholicism role to convince them that they are in error? 
<laughs> yes, you may. That's a great idea. You are fairly sick, but I don't know. They're able to shout at you to, to purge your sins. So I think I'm not going to give you a negative on this roll. I think you can talk to them. I hit it exactly. An eleven. I was rolling from an eleven. I rolled an eleven. They're gonna. They're about to drag him off. Uh, just tell us a little bit of what you say. You you can do it in character or just kind of explain what you think you say. Well, before you before you go, let's think of it this way: You're sick. You're sick. You're sick. You're sick. You're sick. You're sick. I'm sick. He's sick, and he just died in the other house. Oh, he's dead. Also sick. Oh yeah, he died. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, this um, is like buried the lead there. Oh. Yep, sorry about that. <laughs> Let's face it, we're all going to die. Do you people want mortal sin on your souls when you go to meet your makers? And she gives them like a really fierce evil eye look. Very good. Um uh that was a successful roll, and so they drop Wilkie uh, <laughs> and they drop to drop their him. knees. <laughs> yeah, they drop him in the mud. Uh, and they drop to their knees, and uh, they are weeping, and they are praying for forgiveness and for for freedom from this awful affliction. Um, and now, some more time is going to pass. That's embarrassing. If Wilkie survives this episode into the next one, I wouldn't be That'd surprised. That'd be incredible. It'd be incredible, but I also I wouldn't hope be so. surprised. Okay, three days pass. I want... Three more health negative three rolls from both Agnes and from uh, Theodric. What's a crit? There, what's a crit failure? A crit, a crit failure, failure would be 17, an 18. 18. 17 okay. or 18, yeah. Fine. I made two and failed one. Okay. I failed all three. Okay, take three damage. My friend Agnes. Theodric. <laughs> take one damage. Yeah. But oh. you notice that the change that goes through Agnes uh, over these three days does not come to you. Um, Agnes, you are now having trouble breathing and you are now bedridden. But uh, Theodric, you, uh, you've been vomiting. You have the buboes. Uh, and they are not healing quickly. They are still... You're groin... Let me tell you something. Your groin's yeah, a mess, Yeah, tell me about buddy. my groin, Jared. Your groin... <laughs> your groin is not good, man. Okay. It's, re- it's not okay. Yeah. But you haven't... You haven't moved into this final stage where poor Agnes is literally kind of spitting up blood and having trouble breathing and is unable able to move. And Agnes, um, your children are... Well, let's see how the children are doing. God. By the way, I highly recommend everyone home uh, just do a friendly Google image search for boobos. No, don't, don't. Uh, do boobo, <laughs> which is the mechanical owl from Clash of the Titans. I That's have, fine. Good, yes. I have good news. Uh, uh, what was, uh, what, what was your, um, what were your children's names again? Esther one, Esther two, or Esther, Esther two, and uh, Young Wilkie. Well, Young Wilkie and Esther too, uh, they they had the the fever symptoms and stuff like that, but they apparently did not uh, develop the buboes, uh, and they are not moving into the horrible final stages of the plague. Uh, but I'm afraid Esther one, being a child, is uh, right there in the bed with you, like having trouble breathing right now, uh, and it's very very sad and awful. 
And uh, I would she's like to see. She's the oldest. She can speak. She's saying, "Why is this happening to us?" Yeah, like she wants you to. Um, really explain it. of your father. <laughs> explain adultery to a child. Uh, a lot of the people that came and were kind of, uh, you know, begging Theodric to administer to them on behalf of God, uh, on their behalf to God, rather. Uh, those people are just laying out in your fields, dead. One of them's kind of, ha- you know, their body is kind of perched against the barn. Another one is kind of like, you know, laying on the floor of your uh, little house here, dead. There are corpses everywhere, Theodric. And Theodric, you are talking to Agnes. Agnes, these are your perhaps final moments. Perhaps. I have two hit points left. Okay. Um, then perhaps they're not, but do you have any kind of conversation at this point, or should I let a little more time pass and let's see <laughs> what happens? How many of the strangers are... Are they all dead? Um, let's see. Yes, all of them are dead. <laughs> I just <laughs> rolled a six, so every single one of them. Uh, well, I guess the first thing that happens is Theodric, who's actually... He doesn't feel good. I mean, for the aforementioned groin issues, at the very least. But he also is telling... He can tell that Agnes is at a worse stage of the disease than he is, and he's starting to think that maybe, in fact, I mean, if you think about it, Bertram, Willem, Theodric, he probably is the most blessed by God. It's sort of kind of going to his head. But he can't help but be sad because all of his audience is dead. So, one by one, he's just walking past each corpse in the field and looking down and softly singing another verse of his song to each dead just Pretty leaving sure. Agnes by herself. He's going to wrap up with Agnes. He's coming oh, okay. back. It's a loop to loop. And I, he's gonna, somehow he's gonna I knew come another song was coming. I don't know what made <laughs> me know. predict that. I know. It's hard to say. But but he wants to get back to the main storyline plot. So he says, A battle with Frenchmen on the way to town With no help from others and no one around At the house of Matilda, the battle was drawn. Soon the bodies of Frenchmen lay still on the ground. And then he comes to the door and he says, Agnes! Agnes! Are you well? No. I can't move. Really bad. And then I look over at Wilkie, who I imagine is still infirm, but otherwise unaffected by the plague. And I look yeah, I, I haven't no made any Yeah, I haven't made any health rolls for Wilkie. But you know what? There were people that just avoided it the whole time. So yeah. I think poor, mindless sense. Wilkie just never... I'm not going to make a health roll for him now. I think he's fine. I think I it's... Just, I just rolled it for fun and I succeeded. Yeah, I think it's funny how like Bertram and Willem and Theodric now think they're the ones who are blessed by God, but it's in fact poor sinner Wilkie who has survived the whole damn thing. Yeah. Um, Agnes, oh you, oh, you do not look well, dear. Do you, do you want me to... <coughs> Do you want me to fetch the physic? Yes, please. Could you say that last word one more time? Not used to it. <laughs> kind please. Oh, please, yes. Uh, I'm going to try and get the doctor to do a house call. I'm sure he's not got a very busy agenda uh, these good, days. Good. Again, the cheap doctor. Oh, no. uh, good one. Dr. Doll. The good one. And we've got a relationship with Dr. Doll. You picked him yourself for... for 
Yes, but let's tell Robert died just two days later. <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. Maybe I'll try to find the, the better doctor. Um, okay, very good. Um, you uh, arrive in town, and um, there are corpses filling the streets. Uh, even the road to town, there were corpses lying in big piles uh, on the sides of the road. And in town, it's even worse. But other than the corpses, it is quiet. There is no hustling and bustling. There's only the call of crows. Well, there's one more sound, and that is the scraping on the cobblestones of the crate that uh, Theodric is pulling to his normal singing spot. Just on a minor stop before we get to the doctor's. And he climbs up on there. Oh, each time he lifts his leg, it's, oh, God, mm, that hurts. Oh, God, and he gets back on top of it. And, <clears throat> would anyone gather around for a song? Hello? Um, the only, Hello? The only people about are the mute corpses that stare at you through them clouded over eyes. The fires of Portsmouth were seen from afar. Like a knife through the city, the flames left a scar. But Willem the Mighty, unshackled from fear, knew that his family must surely be near. And then he looks around. Nobody. Caw, caw, caw. He kind of nods and thank you to the crow. Sadly steps off of the crate. Oh, God, holds his groin, ow, uh, and then he starts making his way to the doctor's office. Oh, God. You find the well-off apothecary physician's, um, uh, you know, uh, small shop. Um, it's the type of shop where they would lift the front of it, you know, and it would become like a stall. Um, he just happens to deal in poultices, herbs, and uh, cures, as well as you can go into the back. Um, you see that it's shuttered. You see that he hasn't opened for business today. Many of these businesses haven't opened today. That's unusual. Um, I'm going to knock on the door. Bum, bum, bum. The door swings open. Bum. And there in the back, you can see a man wearing uh, one of the masks. This one with a long beak. Uh, and he is sitting on a stool. And uh, there are many cuts across his arms uh, all over his body. And he is quite dead. Excuse me, squire, wrong house. And I turn around and I go to the barber. <laughs> um, you come into the barber, uh, the, the one that you uh, talked to earlier, that yeah. bled lust tall Robert earlier. Yeah. And he's like, oh. yes, hello. <laughs> oh, hello, uh, uh, doll. Uh, it's your old friend, Theodric. Oh, my how, God, how, you're how still alive, it? man. Of course I'm alive. I'm blessed by God. Didn't you Things know my father was out of hand. What? The miasma. It's everywhere. Everyone's dead. Well, not everyone. That's why I came. Agnes is very, very ill. You remember Agnes, the, the woman who grudgingly paid you last time to look over our, uh, our farmhand? Yes. Well, she, there's something going around, Doc. I can't do anything for her. No. A house call? Uh, this sickness, have... it's beyond anything I've ever seen. Yes, it's terrible. There is... It's like God is pun... Hasn't Portsmouth suffered enough? If I you mean... want him to come with you, you can roll uh, a persuasion roll. I do. Uh, let's see. Persuasion in this particular case. 
Uh, is that that is a skill, isn't it, Clinton Trucks? Yes, persuade. So I would say this is probably a, a diplomacy roll. Yes, that sounds good, and that defaults to IQ negative four, five. Let's look. Yeah, let's look because this is going to be this, important. This I've is an important IQ negative be, six. I'm going to be honest. Agnes is rooting for you, rooting for you to fail, given that <laughs> just two hit points and yeah, the well. bleeding. <laughs> Uh, if Willem had given up on his family, none of us would even be here. Uh, okay, cool. I rolled a 15. So, um, he's like, Out, out! And may God have mercy on your soul! I believe now! I believe! Uh, I believe, Jesus! Please spare me! If I can turn one man of dirty science into a man of God, then my whole life has been worth it. And I say, Good day, sir! And I leave. Agnes... It's time to find out what happens. Yeah, I think dice. I think you have one. I think you have one more day, and it's a crucial day. Okay. <laughs> Give health me a minus health three minus three roll. I make it eight under nine. Nice. And guess what? Just because I'm not a total piece of shit, Esther starts to recover at the same time you do. It's a miracle. Yes, because uh, I just I'm not going to kill a kid in my game. I'm coward. And I'm the god of this game. Here I am. Coward. I'm god and I give mercy on you, Esther 1. And uh, but the players are, you know, the players are on their own and your role was successful. So after several days, breathing becomes slightly easier and you start to come out of it. Um, and, uh, when you finally kind of come to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say that in your haze, Agnes, like when things are kind of on, you're coming in and out of consciousness, when you're not quite sure what's going on in your haze, you see a man, uh, and he's pouring water into your mouth, uh, and and making sure that you stay hydrated. Uh, and, 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 and at some point you remember gruel pottage being kind of spooned into your mouth. And at one point you look up and it's Wilkie. Wilkie is doing it. Is that Wilkie? But then you lose consciousness again. And when you awaken several days later, it is actually Wilkie, the the younger, who is spooning pottage into your mouth like a good and dutiful son. And I would like you to give a brief epilogue. Uh, Agnes may continue into our next session, but can you give me a brief epilogue for Agnes for today's uh, story? I think Agnes uh, accepts the the vision she had that God provided her of Wilkie uh, of Wilkie uh, caring for her, even though she realizes later that it was her son, and she uh, she commits. To loving Wilkie, even in his infirm, immobile, uh, you know, mute state. And she will love no one else until the day she dies. And so she and she's and she survives and she's able to keep her, her kids together. And Theodric survives too, right? Theodric survives as well. Yes. And maybe she becomes she becomes a woman of faith and helps him in his uh his, get his his she gives up pottery and instead helps him in his uh his singing missionary business look this entire game this entire campaign so far has been just the road to turning this all into a cult 
So yeah. really has. <laughs> what a surprise. Uh, Theodric, a short epilogue for Theodric. And uh, boy, I bet it's in song form. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know so, what? Uh, it, it got funny again the ninth time you did it. Good, good. Well, let's make it an even ten. Uh, yes. Having survived the, the, the bout of the plague, is the town coming alive again a little bit as well? Or we, can we, jump forward, we can jump forward a little bit. And okay. I can tell you that many weeks later, the town is empty like okay. Uh, okay you're you're maybe uh, you know a very small handful of people that weathered this right, well, before we get to I, the, the oh, sorry. I have one technical medical yeah. question yeah, please. do the boobos heal or the boobos they- do eventually heal but they leave horrible scars and okay. you probably don't walk the same that you used to okay sorry well Proceed. then actually let's find out how well they heal give me just a health roll agnes and you can give me just a health roll as well, Theodric. I make it. I fail. Theodric, you never walk the same again. Agnes, you do. You you regain some of your former health. Yeah. So, I guess then at some point after the catastrophe, the scene changes to us burying formerly tall Robert mm-hmm. and gathered around are the inner circle of me, Agnes. We've brought out Wilkie on a chair uh, yeah. to, to participate. Then beyond that, there's that next generation of family gathered around. Then beyond that, there's like two farmhands who somehow managed to survive. And we're all gathering around. And Will uh, and Theodric steps up, looks up to the sky where he sees like the floating head of Bertram o the cave and the floating head of Willem looking down on the family. And then he looks to Agnes and Wilkie and he says, and he looks to the grave of tall Robert and he says, ah, oh, with a stronger, more beautiful voice again. Yes, it's strong again. Ah, farewell to Robert, the whole town is dead, but Theodric and Agnes, their coils yet to shed, will always have Wilkies, both younger and old. The full tale of our family has yet to be told. Wow, you even changed up the melody a little bit that yeah, time. Yeah, it's very like um, MGM musical. Oh, uh, I think that we, I think the camera pans out over the grave <laughs> to show a lot of the countryside as you hit that final note. And so the final thing I'll ask uh, is uh, for Less Tall Robert, your shade. What becomes of your shade? What is the final uh, moment that we could have that lets you us know? where less tall Robert is in the universe. Uh, less tall Robert, uh, you know, spread thin, but still present here in the uh, blighted Portsmouth. Uh, uh, the, the, the music, uh, you know, kind of washes over him, but he actually casts like what little attention remains in the two farmhands out at the edge of the circle. His old friends, short Robert, and Drustin. <laughs> yes, you remembered Drustin. <laughs> Short Robert and Drustin, who, as the crowd starts to mill around, wander over to the grave and look down at Tall Robert's grave and go prick and then spit on it and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that is where we will end for today. Um, I will only say in uh, for my final words that the Black Plague was real and it really happened to people. And it is horrifying and amazing to think about. I really do highly recommend this book in the wake of the plague. If you'd like to learn a little bit about it, it hit everybody. There was a princess that died from it. It didn't matter who you were, rich or poor. Death came for everyone in 13. 13- 49 in England. Um, I want to thank my players, the, uh, the, the the songbird, Eric Mona. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, the uh, the now dead uh, and handling it well, Clinton Trucks. Do it all the time. And the mother of all farmsteads, Mr. Matthew Capodacasa. <laughs> thank you, guys. Mother of farmsteads. We'll be back with more historical drudgery and sadness on our next I'm really trying to sell it in our next installment until then this has been the Game Garage see you later Glass Cannon Nation thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network for more podcasts and live streams visit glasscannonnetwork.com and for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon 